Hey guys, welcome to Ask the Expert, an award-winning daily series from 8.30am to 9am to help small businesses. Ask any questions in the comments or use the hashtag QBATE on Twitter. I can't wait to see them. If you need any more advice, join the official Intuit QuickBooks SMB community group on Facebook. Accountants and business experts are on hand 24-7. During the live session, we'll be running a poll, so please do engage with it and I'll reveal the result at the end. So hi everyone, I am M Sheldon and it is so lovely to have you. Thank you if you've tuned in twice and thank you so much to QuickBooks for having me back here. I am literally so excited to be back to tell you a little bit about my career and then give you guys the chance to just ask me anything at all. Nothing is off bound, you can ask me anything. So make sure you get those questions in. I'm not ignoring them and I will be answering them as soon as I have told you a little bit about myself. So I guess to start with, I am a 26 year old young woman from Yorkshire, grew up in a little village, which I love so much. And now I live in London. So I always wanted to be a magazine editor growing up. I used to actually make fake magazines and I would hand them out around the village that I grew up in, which always makes me laugh. My neighbors must've thought I was crazy. But looking back, I can connect the dots and it's like, oh my gosh, that was me wanting to be, I guess what I am now, which is I work in social media and I do blogging. So I guess, Blogging now is the 2020 version of kind of maybe magazine journalism back then. So I was there making these magazines, making up my own horoscopes and all of these crazy things, and literally just dreaming of being this magazine editor. I would read like Glamour magazine and Cosmopolitan, and I would dream to be the person that was signing off that intro section at the start of the magazines. I've always been entrepreneurial as well. And again, I didn't realize until I kind of look back and connect the dots. I would do weird things like sell boxes and sell things on eBay. And I actually auditioned for the junior apprentice. I had zero confidence. Confidence is something I've struggled with my whole life up until maybe like the last few years. Um, I actually moved abroad, which I'll get into soon. And that just gave me this new lease of life and confidence. But I've just always had this natural entrepreneurship, I guess, within me. So I started my blog after changing my course last minute at university. In 2012, blogging wasn't really a thing. So I basically applied to the University of Leeds. I knew I wanted to go to the University of Leeds because my brother went there. And to be honest, I've always looked up to him and copied off everything he did. Um, So for me, it was always University of Leeds. It's the best university and I need to go there. I originally applied to do English literature. Shock. My brother did English literature and I wanted to be more like him. And then I saw how hard he found it. And he is like Einstein. My brother is the genius of the family. Me, not so much. (laughs) So I decided to change my course last minute to broadcast journalism. And the reason I went for broadcast journalism is because I didn't want to be a traditional journalist as such. Times were changing and I decided I actually wanted to be a TV presenter. I really wanted to do Sky Sports News. I absolutely loved sports. I grew up doing athletics, ice skating. I've always massively been into my sports. So my dream was to be a Sky Sports News presenter. And I saw that Georgie Thompson did the broadcast journalism course at the University of Leeds. So I called up the admissions tutor and I was like, how can I get onto your course? It's two days before, you know, you guys choose. And I've applied for English Lit and I really want to do this. And he said, start a blog. So I started this blog and it was like my own online magazine. I mean, back then I took all my pictures with like the worst iPhone ever. It really wasn't a good blog. It was called A Day in the Life of M's and it was just me talking about my day. Today I went to Pizza Express. Today my boyfriend and I went on a walk. It was really mundane, but people were reading it. 
I would go to Tesco and I would buy loads of beauty products and I would do like a beauty haul on my blog and people were reading it. So then crazily after the first six months, I won the Cosmopolitan blog award for the best newcomer. I literally felt as if I'd won an Oscar. I'll never forget that moment. I wish I could bottle it up. It said my name and I had a glass of champagne in my hand and I threw it over someone. Still feel really guilty about that. It was just crazy that my blog had been recognized. So from there, I decided to do a rebrand. At this point, my blog wasn't even a business. I was just writing for the passion and the love of it, which takes me back to the fact that I wanted to be a magazine editor. I had no idea money could be made through blogging. I had no idea that social media was just going to boom. Social media really wasn't a thing. So I decided to do a full rebrand. I was in Freshers Week at university. It was my first week. And, you know, we were drinking a lot. And someone said to me, social media is your online CV. Stop drunk tweeting. You know, you need to be a bit more professional. And I very quickly realized that my Twitter, Instagram wasn't really a thing back then. And my blog, I needed, I could make this into a business. So I rebranded to M Talks because it's me, M, talking. You're here watching me and you're probably like, she's talking a lot. And don't forget, guys, by the way, keep the questions coming, please. I'm so excited to answer them. Literally, ask me anything. Um, so I rebranded and from there it accidentally became my job. And I feel like a lot of people say now, you know, I want to be an influencer and I feel lucky that I accidentally fell into this crazy world. So then I launched a jewelry store. I launched Lavender LVNDR, which unfortunately no longer exists, although I still have a social channel. I do want to re remake it at some point, but we sadly had a family illness and we simply just couldn't run it. However, great things came out of running an online jewelry business. I won the Spark Enterprise Scholarship at the University of Leeds, followed by a Sir Peter Thompson Award. Sir Peter Thompson is just the most incredible entrepreneur. And for me to win these things was just crazy. So I won these alongside my brother because we ran Lavender together. And honestly, it was just crazy because throughout the whole of school and sixth form, everyone laughed at me for starting a blog. I was mocked. I'll never forget the day I walked into sixth form and some people that I thought were my friends were like, haha, a day in the life of M's. And I'm very lucky that I'm one of those people who, when people say nasty things, it just makes me want to do better. And it just fuels my fire and gives me that fuel in my belly. So to feel recognized when I got to university and to win such a prestigious award like the Sabita Thompson Award and the Spark Enterprise Scholarship, which gave me money towards getting to London and getting my trains to meetings and photography and things. Oh my gosh, it just blew me away. I finally felt recognized. It was just so cool. Um, and then YouTube, I started really late story with me as I started everything late because I just had no confidence I really didn't have that confidence so I dabbled in uni a bit but it wasn't really me Instagram came late as well I thought Instagram was just an editing app so I would post pictures think that you could use like the sepia filter and that was it so I think hopefully this shows you that you don't always need a plan Every course I've been to recently about business tells me that you need a niche, you need a plan, you need a business plan. And I actually did the complete opposite of that, which, you know, hopefully that gives you hope that sometimes fate just happens and the stars align. And actually, if you have a passion for something and a fire in your belly, you can make it work and like accidentally fall into a business. So for me, I had to make that I decided to make this into a business. And it was an accident, but then that's when I was like, okay, time to rebrand and actually make this into a business. Now I need to plan and make this into a business. And that's where my kind of entrepreneurial spark came through, I guess. So in terms of my blog, 
my blog has now turned into my full-time job. And alongside that, I do brand consultancy because I've been in this crazy social media world since 2012. And I've literally grown up with it. I feel very lucky that I can advise brands. You know, I can say, these are the hashtags that work. These are the hashtags that don't work. This is me consulting for brands isn't me saying I've got 10 million answers, but it's me saying I've been to thousands of events. I have had lots of gifting mailers from PR companies. I know what works. I know what doesn't work. So it's really cool to engage with brands and to be trusted to do that brand consultancy work for so many incredible global brands. Pre-COVID, I was actually going into their offices, but now I'm doing it virtually on Zoom, just like this one. Guys, keep the questions coming in. We're almost there. So I also have M's presets, which are my photo filters on Instagram. People would always ask me, how do you edit your pictures? So I launched M's presets, one click of a button, and you can literally make your photos pop. We actually recently took some feedback on board, realized people love neutrals and those kind of street style photos. And we launched our neutrals pack, which I'm actually obsessed with. So that's another little thing we do. Then I also launched my ebook. So it's a recipe ebook. If you follow me on Instagram, mshellx, I bake all the time. It's my therapy. I've grown up loving baking. I definitely get it from my grandma. And I launched Eat With M, my ebook, which has been a really fun little side project. And I think shows that I had to adapt my business during COVID. And I'm sure so many of you guys have had to learn to adapt during COVID. None of us expected a global pandemic to happen, but I'm a very positive person and I'm trying to always see the silver lining in everything I do. So I just had to adapt. I'm not traveling the world anymore like I used to do, but instead people are loving home content. They want to see baking, they want to see loungewear, and mainly they want to see some positivity in such a dark world. So I try to bring that light. So Blogging has literally turned into photo shoots for clients like Feel Unique, Visit Greece, Disney World, tourist boards, going to the Maldives, even the Lab Bible. I did an amazing shoot with the other day. I've been so lucky to work with brands I have grown up with and that I am a customer of, Topshop, Disney. It really has been crazy. So sometimes I will shoot my own content and you'll see it on Instagram. A lot of the times I am working behind the scenes and I am doing things like working shooting content for say the lad bible or john frieda so i actually did a tv advert for john frieda my face was everywhere i was like oh my gosh the people that laughed at me in sixth form were going to be eating their cereals and then my ugly face just pops up on the screen no it was funny it was really cool to do stuff like that so essentially my job now is just everything social media brand consultancy talks about social media running my ebook running my presets business blogging instagram youtube So I think that gives me the perfect time to now go into taking these questions, doesn't it, guys? Feel free to keep them coming. I'm really excited to chat to you guys. So Charlie from Twitter DM, and thank you so much, Charlie, for sending this question in. I'm thinking about starting a blog with a niche, mental health. Do you think it's too late to start a blog? So I'm going to answer this part first. Absolutely not. Now is a prime time to start a blog. Firstly, everyone is kind of at home, so more people are going to read it. Also, I feel like we probably have a little bit more time in our day to start these blogs. And also, if you have a niche like mental health and you can help people, that is just amazing. It's the kind of thing that is likely to go viral because it's really going to help people. So I'm here talking about beauty and fashion, and it gives people that escapism, but you're really going to help people. And I think that is amazing. The next question from Charlie from Twitch DM said, any advice on how I can earn money from it? 
So monetizing a blog is difficult for me. I actually turned ads off on my blog because they were just a bit annoying. Um, but a lot of people will use Google AdSense on their blog, and that is a great way to monetize it if you're getting a lot of traffic. But you do have to be getting a lot of traffic to make money from a blog or even YouTube. You need a lot of views. So it would come from, say, brand sponsorships, brand sponsoring an ad post on your blog, or you can do things like affiliate links. Affiliate links do not cost the consumer anymore. It just means like if you go into a store and the person's on commission, say in a designer store, they get commission for helping you with your purchase, you will get commission like a small amount if someone buys through your link, for example. So that's another way you can make money. But generally the best thing would be to just pop some ads on from Google AdSense, anyone can do that. And then as your blog starts to get more views, you should make some money. So I really hope you do that blog. And if you do, make sure you send me a link. Gwen from Facebook Messenger. Morning, Em. Good to see you back on the show. I have recently realized I'm not great at creating content. I'm planning to hire some freelancers to help me with my content planning. Is there any risk in this? I'm skeptical if I can maintain a consistent voice this way. Hi, Gwen. Thank you so much for tuning in again. It's so good to have you. Okay, so firstly, it's really difficult because obviously you do have to be good at creating content to kind of be a content creator. It's like another word for an influencer. It really depends. It depends what path you want to go down. Do you want to be an editorial kind of blogger who is doing Vogue style shoots? Okay, maybe you need to hire someone externally. Do you want to just be a reality kind of person? You know, something we've seen a lot through lockdown is girls just putting pictures up in mirrors, home baking, everything is shot kind of on an iPhone. That doesn't need to be quality content. It just needs to be authentic content. And actually for me, I always have this struggle, this balance struggle where I want to do really high quality content and I can do that content. But actually sometimes it just flunks because people just want to see you sat crying and talking about reality. So it's one of those things basically. Um, I'm having, ham, planning to hire some freelancers to help me. Is there any risk in this? I don't think there's any risking it as long as you hire the right freelancers. So I would definitely recommend just ensuring that whoever you hire, you chat to them first. And also if they've say wrote a blog post for you, for example, just go over it, get them to write the draft for you. Then you go over it and add your own voice in. I hope that helps and it should help you maintain a consistent voice. Megan from Facebook Live, what platform did you use to start your blog or website? So I used Blogger, blogspot.com. Most people use WordPress. Apparently WordPress is way better. And I have someone that works with me and does the tech stuff. And he's always like, you should migrate to WordPress. But honestly, I'm just like, I'm stuck with Blogger now. I've used it since 2012. So I stick with that. There's actually a blog post on my blog all about the best ways to kind of start a blog and the technology that I use and the equipment that I use. So if anyone wants that, DM me after this and I can send you a link. And thank you, Megan, for that question. Guys, if you have any more questions, today is the day to get them in. So make sure you keep sending them. Tash from Facebook Live, what's your favorite part of your job? Oh, I love this question. My favorite, favorite part of my job is getting to do things with my family. Like an example is that my mom really wanted to take us to see Beyonce a few years ago. And she couldn't afford it because she said, look, these tickets for Beyonce are like us going on a whole family trip abroad for a week. Um, it's a real stretch for me but it would be a dream. It would be like a bucket list thing to go and see Beyonce. Mum and I love the song, Love on Top. Not going to sing it for you because she will all log out and stop watching. It's just really special to us. And a brand actually out of the blue 
took us to see Beyonce. It was fate. I really believe in manifestations and the secret. If anyone's not read the secret, you need to read it. Oh my gosh. And my mom and I were just like watching Beyonce singing and dancing. And it actually hurts my heart. The fact that I got the opportunity to do something like that and that I could take my mom because a lot of my job, I get these incredible opportunities, you know, to go to the Maldives or to shoot this incredible campaign with a brand I love. But it's when I get to take my family with me that it just blows me away. That's the thing that means everything to me. Obviously, of course, working for myself, working from home, being able to work with clients that I have literally grown up with. You know, when I worked with Topshop, I literally cried. I did a talk for them in their lead store. And I was like, I'm like the biggest Topshop fan. This is so cool. And I'm doing some work with Kiehl's at the moment. And I'm just like, I have grown up and adored Kiehl's. Like I have used their products for so many years. So stuff like that is just the coolest thing ever. Okay, sorry, I could talk about this forever. Um, I feel very blessed that I wake up every day, every day is different and I get to do what I love. I'm not saying it's easy because it's not, but I am saying I'm grateful and I'm blessed. Keep the questions coming in guys. I'm loving seeing these. And today is the day to ask the questions. Sarah from Facebook Live. Hey Ems, how do you get paid the right amount for sponsored work? How do you know what to charge for your time? Hi Sarah, thank you so much for tuning in again and thank you so much for your question. Great question. So how do you get paid the right amount for sponsored work? This is something that I actually learned through my friends that have agents and managers. I manage myself. I have a team that I kind of work with in-house, but a lot of my friends have agents and managers. So I know that they're charging about the right rate. So when I first started out, I would look at my friends and we would all just work with each other. It's really important that in an industry, rather than just, you know, doing a shot in the dark and thinking, how much do I charge for that? Just ask advice. A question asked is a question, is, is what's the quote? Um, a concern shared is a worry halved. I think I said that wrong, but basically if you have an issue ask someone and then the problem is hard and you can share it and get some help. So I would just ask my friends, okay guys, how much should I charge? And there are so many Facebook groups at the moment out there about blogging and Instagram, really, really helpful because you can ask people on there, uh, what do I charge? Then you know you're not underselling yourself. And guys, my DMs are always open. If you're concerned, I can help you. I can tell you what to charge because I feel like I have a lot of industry experience with this now. So I'm hoping that will help you, Sarah. And again, thank you for that question. Joanne from Instagram DM. I'm sorry if I pronounced your name wrong, but that is a cool name. Hello, how can I beat the Instagram algorithm? I'm struggling to scale my numbers. This the question we all want to know the answer to. Okay, so the Instagram algorithm. I went to a conference in Dallas and it was amazing. It was a blogging and Instagram conference. And basically we were told that the Instagram algorithm came into effect because Instagram needed to make money. Of course, that is totally okay. I personally wish Instagram would just charge us all a fee every month if we want to be a business account and then we could have full reach. However, Instagram need to make money. So they have this algorithm in play. It is so hard to get out of that algorithm. I am the same every day. I'm like, how can I beat the algorithm? Some posts hit, some posts don't. You know, I could post the same picture from last year that got 3,000 likes and it would get 1,000 likes this year. Do I know why? No. Do I think it's because the content is bad? Absolutely not. Every single creator, even restaurants, retail people on Instagram are saying the same thing. So I would say if Instagram launched something new, whether it's reels, whether it's the poll function, whatever it may be, use it. Jump onto the trends. It's annoying and it's obviously a lot of work, but you know, if you put the work in, you get the benefits. So at the moment, Instagram don't seem to be pushing 
um, pushing photo content as much. They seem to be pushing videos. They want to push reels because they've created this new shiny thing and they want everyone to use it. So the best thing I can say is jump on the new trends that Instagram launched. Yes, it means a lot more work, but you can kind of ride the wave. So for me, my Instagram following was kind of static and this is not just me. This is all my friends. And then I did a reels that hit, it went viral, got like a few million views. And because of that, of course I gained a thousand new followers. Some of those followers will drop off. This is the thing. If you do a giveaway to gain followers, or if a video gets a million views, you're going to, you're going to catapult and you're going to get like a thousand new followers, but of course they're going to trickle away. So it's always going to be hard. It's going to be hard to, you know, keep the followers up, but basically just post relatable content. I've actually found at the moment, people are loving relatable content. So, you know, my shots of me in the Maldives for the first lockdown just weren't doing half as well as they used to do because seriously, people just, right now I think people want that escapism, but in March they didn't. So the kind of content that was doing well was me stood in my mirror in my pajamas. So you have to adapt your business for what's going on at the moment. I really hope that helps answer your question, but basically jump on the trends, see what Instagram are launching, see what other people are doing, see what is maybe on your explore page, see what is going viral. And if you have any other questions, message me. Also, sorry, one last thing, hashtags. Make sure you're using hashtags with less than 500,000 reach. So utilize as many hashtags as you can. You can do about 20. Doesn't matter if it's in the comments or if it's in your caption. And don't hashtag like hashtag fashion, hashtag beauty. You're in a sea of so many other consumers and creators using those hashtags. You're never going to get seen. Try and use hashtags that haven't been used much. Okay, guys, you've got 10 minutes left to get those questions in. So get them in and I'm going to try and get them answered. And don't forget anything else I can answer over on Instagram, mshellx as well. Daisy from Instagram Stories, what's your next business for 2021? Thank you so much for the question, Daisy. I had this really cool idea to launch this platform. But after speaking with my friend the other day, who is an incredible YouTube creator, I've done a bit of a swivel on it and I've decided it's maybe not the best idea yet. Um, so there are a few things I'm working on. I actually really want to launch a podcast. It's something I wanted to do for so long. So I think maybe I would launch a podcast. Let me know if you guys would like that or if there's anything you want to see from me. Um, I just want to really continue with YouTube, to be honest. I think YouTube is the, people moan about the YouTube algorithm, but I think YouTube is way more powerful than Instagram. Instagram seems to be very difficult to grow on. YouTube is difficult to grow on, but I feel like YouTube's a bit of a nicer space in terms of if you do grow, it's better. So I would rather grow my YouTube and have those followers on YouTube then come over to Instagram than do it the other way around. I just think YouTube is a bit more future-proof than Instagram. Um, I also think TikTok is killing it. And I actually think TikTok love working with creators. They're so nice. They want you to do well. They want to push you out, which I think is so nice in comparison to Instagram, where we're all kind of fighting. Okay, guys, we've got about eight minutes left. So please keep those questions coming in. And I hope you found that helpful, Daisy. To run from Twitter DM, again, I'm sorry if I pronounced that wrong. Hi, Em. I'm a financial expert by profession and want to build my personal brand on YouTube. Since finance can be a quite a dry subject, any tips on how I could make it more fun? I've had some success with the tutorial format, but I think I can do better. Fantastic question. And I'm loving that you guys have so many niches. So firstly, finance videos do so, so, so well on YouTube. Like, I don't know why, but they just do so well. I think it's it's really cool that people are so honest. Like, I would love to do finance videos and help people with money saving tips and that kind of stuff. But I'm not an expert. So if you have that in your back pocket, you should use it. 
I would advise watching Patricia Bright, The Break. This is one of my favorite YouTube channels at the moment, and it is a finance platform, but it's so fun. It's not someone sat regurgitating like mathematicals that we did at university or A-levels. It's someone just sat going through personal finances, really digging deep into how much she spends on X, Y, and Z, talking about how she lost 70K. Like It's mind-blowing how authentic it is and how real it is she gives everything away so I would say use that as your example because to me that is fantastic Um, and it's really fun like I love watching it if maths was that fun at school I would have definitely got an A star we have got seven minutes left guys please keep those questions coming in I'm literally loving answering them um but also Taryn I just want to say with a tutorial format the tutorial format on, on YouTube does do well so sometimes you will put a video out on YouTube, like I would do ones called maybe the 10 best sandals this summer. And it doesn't get many views from my subscriber base, but over time it does rank because actually this tutorial format, you know, here's a tutorial to the best 10 sandals or here is a tutorial to how to fake 10. Your immediate audience might not care right now, but actually people are going to be searching it because they want that tutorial. So if it's very well scripted and put together, it doesn't always need to be fun, like the break platform, for example, depends which route you want to go down. You could mix both of them in. Guys, keep the questions coming, get them asked. I hope some of you are comfy in bed with a nice cup of coffee. Tash from Facebook Live, if you had to choose one thing about your job that you don't enjoy, what would it be? I think the thing would be the constant criticism, and I don't mean me personally, I'm very lucky. I have the most supportive, amazing audience. And I'm lucky that I don't get that much criticism, but social media as a whole, no one can do anything right. And again, this isn't about me personally. This is about the industry as a whole. Like you will be criticized about anything. You know, it could be about your cat. It could be about your uncle. It could be about your vacuum. It could be about your flooring. It could be about anything. You know, it goes beyond the personal, you know, calling someone overweight or ugly. It's people are just very annoyed about anything and find anything to be mad at so it doesn't affect me personally but I think an industry on a whole you see a lot of negativity from outsiders just being annoyed and I'm kind of just like if you don't like something just keep scrolling you know we don't need to be negative I just think like I said about the secret energy attracts energy and if you put positive energy out into the world things are going to be positive back for you so that's the one thing. Um, obviously, there's deadlines and things can be really stressful and having to reshoot. But in the grand scheme of things, I wake up every day. I do what I love. I'm so blessed. I get minimal criticism because I have an amazing audience. And I get to reply to DMs every single day from people who, like you guys right now watching. And I love chatting to you guys. It's, it hypes me up all day because I feel so positive just messaging you guys. Okay, so Janine from Twitter DM. Is going to be my last question. So if you have any other questions, please just send me them on Instagram at mshellx and we can have a chat today. Like I say, I love chatting to you guys. Do you work with a schedule and deadlines for publishing content or do you create content when you are inspired and most motivated to do so? Okay, so I would say it depends. Sometimes I work to a schedule. I try to work to a schedule, you know, a blog post live every week or at least two blog posts live every week. And with Instagram, I have a little note and I write Instagram diary and I try and plan, but it would more be like organic content, add content, organic content, organic content, add content, or like Valentine's content, Christmas content. I would say for me, it's more when I'm motivated. It's probably not the best business advice because actually 
it's better to have a plan and a schedule. And with YouTube, I definitely do try and pre-plan because it's quite hard to film YouTube videos off the cuff. However, I just feel like when I'm motivated, like last night, I was motivated to write a blog post about the best Black Friday beauty sales. I realized there are some epic Black Friday sales this week, Cyber Week. It's the biggest week for like social media and online sales and that kind of stuff. And people want to get bargains and they want to know what bargains they can get. So I felt motivated and inspired to write that blog post and I popped it live and I felt great for it. So sometimes you just have that mojo. And I think it's really important that if you're kind of feeling like writer's block or creative block, you you step away. You have to step away from the wood to see the trees sometimes. I think that's a right quote. My brother always says that, you know, sometimes you get this kind of brain thing where you're just a bit like, oh, I'm a bit burnt out. And just go outside, have a walk for 10 minutes, have a walk for 15 minutes. Don't blog that week. Don't post it Instagram or YouTube that week. It's better to reset, refresh and step back. And if you are struggling, consume some other content and get some nice ideas and some inspiration that way. So guys, that is my final question. I am going to wrap up now, but the poll results are in. So I'm going to talk to you about this. The poll results are in and we asked you, is your business prepared for Brexit? 71% of you said yes and 29% of you said no. Now I'm actually shocked. I mean, you guys are good at how many of you said yes, because I just thought everyone would say no. I feel like so much has gone on this year that Brexit is kind of like, at the back of my mind, I'm like, oh no, we've got that to deal with now on top of everything else. It's just been a crazy year for business. So many businesses have thrived through COVID because they've literally had to think on their feet and be like, right, we're going to do takeouts. We're going to sell postal order brownies. We're going to do grazing platters to people's doors, or we're going to do home content. We're going to launch a workout app. And so many incredible businesses have struggled through it. It has been horrendous for businesses, but amazing for some businesses at the same time. So it's really cool to see that 71% of you are prepared for Brexit. So any questions, please get in touch with the QuickBooks support team on Facebook or myself on Instagram. You can find me at mshellx or visit my blog mtalks.co.uk. There's a lot of Black Friday stuff on there at the moment and a lot of Christmas gift guides. I put so much sweat, blood and tears into them and I would love it if you would go and have a read, have a share. DM me on Instagram. My DMs are always open and I love chatting to you guys. Ask me anything. And if you watch this, please do tag me in your stories. It would be amazing. And maybe QuickBooks will have me on again. Let me know if there are any topics you'd like me to cover. Coming up on Ask the Expert tomorrow is Rachel Martin, founder and accountant. She, a female-led accountancy firm that specializes in working with female entrepreneurs, influencers, and business owners. Make sure to tune in and ask Rachel for advice. I definitely will. I actually watch this all the time. I am a subscriber of the YouTube channel and a like on the Facebook page. A reminder that if you need any more advice, join the official Intuit QuickBooks SMB community group on Facebook. Accountants and business experts are on hand 24-7. Guys, seriously, thank you for taking your time and tuning in today. It's been so great to answer your questions. Have an amazing day ahead, a positive day, crack on with some goals, and DM me if you need any advice on anything. See you next time.